We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, rocking and rolling on a Friday. Literally rocking and rolling right there. Our Friday anthem, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. It is a Friday extra point show. It's a Buffalo football Friday. And it's always presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. We will have Sean McDermott in just about an hour from now for his weekly Friday radio interview. We'll find out if anybody's declared out already for the game. My suspicion is no Hyde or Epinesa in this one. Yep. We'll see what Sean says. We'll get an update on Dalton Kincaid, Taron Johnson, and then talk about the uh, game on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. In the meantime, first of all, kind of good and bad here for me. Um, you know, last night and tonight. The the good was a couple things. Um, well, actually, one good, I guess. The good was I got to first first time ever watch my son at a, a fifth grade band concert. Awesome, nice. You've been to those things? Did you yeah. play? Did you play instruments growing up? Uh, have those concerts? Not really. I would have been to the concerts, but I I would have never been in them myself. You didn't play an instrument? No, I played. Was it required? No, no? I played violin for like a month and I wasn't into it, so I was out. No, I've got like no none of that, none of that. Wow, I I thought it was always like kind of required no matter where you went to school. Like we not. had music class, but okay, like we that didn't... was required. But you didn't have to take on an instrument. No, we didn't. No, like the recorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the recorder. Yeah. Well, he's playing percussion like his dad. So, but last night was the first like time the Christmas concert for the school, right? Yeah. Fifth grade. Then they got to play with the sixth graders, and you know it was cool. And then you like and but. Here's what I don't like, and this is even when I was playing. Like the drummers are always in the back, you, and then when you're mm-hmm. in fifth grade, don't see anybody. I'm like, I gotta see them putting the camera up really high so I can see it. Do you want the drummer in the front? You want the drummer on the side, <laughs> maybe at least, or on the somewhere side, somewhere where yeah. you can see the drummer, the percussionist. Yeah. Like it's unfair to the percussion. Right. They're always in the back. You're just stuck in the back. They're in the back, and when they're you. only fifth and sixth grade, they're not like super tall standing out. So you're not gonna see them. No, put, <laughs> put them on a riser or something. Right. Uh-huh. Either way, it was great. I don't mean to it, dampen it. It was a great, great time. But I missed the holiday party. Uh, anybody who was here, I know we have some clients who were here. Obviously, you guys, you had a good time though, right? I mean, oh yeah, great time, really good time. Hope you party double for me, so I couldn't make it last night. A, a little, maybe not double, one and a half, maybe though. <laughs> it, it felt for me it was one and a half. I, 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 I would love going to that every year. It's a great time, but obviously, you know, couldn't make it because of that. 
So the I get home in time to watch most of the football game, and <laughs> you watch most of that. Well, Holy and then cow. I decided not to watch the rest of it, basically, yeah. as it was going. At what point did you do, like? Because you could have thought, oh, halftime, wanna... halftime, I was out. Okay, because I was out at halftime. I mean, I wasn't going to stay up past halftime just because of the the early wake up time, but yeah, I I might have if it was like a Friday, if it was a Saturday night game, I might have stuck with it just to be like, let's see how historic this could get. Like, yes, can we get the can we get the eighty? This game be they're on pace to win eighty four to nothing. Can they get to eighty four? What was the score at halftime? It was forty two nothing. Forty two. Okay, maybe you know what? Then I I bailed it when it was thirty five. Okay, I didn't see the last yeah. score before halftime. Yeah, and then at halftime, Richard Sherman with a great take, of, which uh, was they like he was legitimately serious. The Chargers should make history and fire Staley at halftime. They should be the first wow. team to ever do it. Who 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 has ever been more deserving? The guy. It has been a dead man walking for like two months. Everybody knows it. You're losing forty-two to nothing to a team that just lost three to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like how? And that? And you are a defensive coach. You just give forty-two to Aiden O'Connell in a half. They didn't fire him. In fact, as of ten oh six this morning, he is still their head coach, which is almost incredible. It's pretty incredible that he that is. He, he going to be their is. head coach when they play the Bills next Saturday night how? in L.A. How could he possibly? He, I think he is. You really think he is? I just don't know. There's going to go the end. I think they just go to the end. Yeah, like okay, we know we're we're it's just ah, let's just write it out here. I don't know. Obviously, they could. Well, I have no idea. I might wonder. I might wonder would they would the owner have a conversation with like Kellen Moore, for instance, and go like because he would be the next guy up, right? Well, I guess it could, it could be someone else. It could be interim. I don't think they na- they can't name a full time coach now. You have to go through that process. But my wonder was would they would they want to promote Kellen Moore and Moore tells them. Guys, I don't want these next three games on my resume. I'd rather Ooh, start. I'd rather yeah. start clean next year. <laughs> don't put me. Yeah, you're. No, I don't want to be zero and one because I had to well, play the Bills with Easton Stick at quarterback. If you did that and you said that, you might be hurting yourself to get the job because they they'd look at it and go, "What do you mean? Like you don't want this challenge? Like this is an elevation and a jo- uh, a chance to show what you can do." And it's not the results that matter; it's how the team responds and reacts. And that that would be the conversation. But you're right. Yeah, I totally get it. The thing that really makes me upset, though, is <clears throat> my opponent in fantasy football, the Raiders' defense. Wow, really? Yes. How many points was that? Was it 20? Well, in our league, everybody does their league differently. I think he had 18. Okay. They got multiple, I mean, yes. back-to-back defensive touchdowns. Yes. In the fourth quarter, I believe. Did you see the pick six, by the way? One of the nicest picks. I don't even. I don't know which ones I saw, and which ones I didn't. The pick six is one of the nicest interceptions I've ever seen in my life. I guess I didn't. It's think. a screen pass that the guy Jack Jones just shot through, read it perfectly, and then one he he overshot it. He picked up on the screen so well that he went past the ball and reached back with one oh, hand really? to grab it, and then walked into the end zone. It's one of the nicest picks you'll ever I got, see. I got to see it. I did not. I don't think I saw that one. But you wouldn't have loved it because you right. would have. Yeah, I mean, it was already... Your opponent had six more points. What are they doing with the the way they just... Almost like they were giving them the ball with the fumbles. Like, like just, I guess going to fumble it here. Ah, I don't really want to get tackled. I'm going to fumble. The Bills were favored by nine and a half as of yesterday for that game. It's got to go up. It's not up now. It should be 18. (laughs) Like, Well, you do know what happens when that that happens to a team. They generally have a little bit of a response, right? Like, the... I I just... mm. Maybe, but if if the coach is still there, then... They if they've given up on him, yeah. Then it, right, it might depend. It, if you're a Bills fan, you might want to root for Staley to stay on because if they've given up on Staley, which kind of looks like they have, 
then you might not think there's much motivation for the players next week. Whereas right. if they fire him and they promote some assistant and rally yeah. rally around uh-huh. him, then that's that, what happens. Look yeah. at Antonio Pierce when he took over. Right, he's he was the man. At the helm, 63 points yesterday. Yeah, Eric Woods talked about this. He's gone through, unfortunately, too many coaching changes. But, you know, Eric said, like, subconsciously, it's not something you outwardly say to somebody, but subconsciously you're like, okay, if there's a coaching change, hey, I want to show it's not me, right? I want to show it is the coach or someone. It's not me because all eyes are on the players and evaluation at that point. So FanDuel just posted Bills and Chargers for next week. It's up to 11 and a half. 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Well, I just, they'll have 10 days. The Bills will have six. They'll be coming off that. I, I just I want to temper a little bit here. That I'm not telling All you right. that, that the Chargers are going to beat the Bills. I just that's the kind of spot where it worries me, right? You're like, yeah, they, it's, it, you go out there, you know what's happened, and look what look what the Bills did to the Dolphins after the Dolphins scored seventy the following week, right? Right. I mean, you just you gotta. Hey, look at the the Raiders got embarrassed by losing yes, three to nothing, three nothing and, and then, then they, they scored sixty three, right? 63. So yeah, so he had yeah. eighteen points, two defensive TDs, three sacks, an interception. Four fumble recoveries. Are you kidding me? I can't believe he's still their coach right now. And the the guy I'm playing also had Zamir White, by the way. You picked him up and you started him. Someone just made a good point. This is an easy point to pick up on. Chargers on the West Coast, so they might not be awake yet. <laughs> That's the, right. The, the announcement, if it happens. Well, listen, a, I don't remember the exact circumstance, but when Lane Kiffin was fired from USC, I believe they left him on the tarmac. Yes. It's a famous right? story. Yeah. They left him on the tarmac. Was it the, the Raiders, right? Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders Whoever, yeah, he's been fired Somebody a lot, so it. I don't remember. Yeah. He, they, le- they left him on the tarmac and just said, but we're going home. You're, you're, you stay here. Something like that, right? Yes. That, you- I, think, I believe that was the story. That could, they could do that. Yeah. We find out today. Yeah, they said, dude, get an Uber. That guy, just really <laughs> quick on him, he is so disappointing to me. Like, for a multitude of reasons. Like, I like the fourth down guys, right? Yes. Like, and he came in. Guns a-blazing. Like, I'm going to be more aggressive on fourth down than anyone you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And it didn't go great. And he got hammered for it. But he didn't stick to his guns. He didn't. He changed. I mean, I don't know if it was the owner. The owner might have went to him during the offseason and went, knock it off. Right? Like, that could have happened. But that guy became a chicken. He went from the most aggressive fourth down guy we've seen to the complete polar opposite where he was like below average on that type of stuff. And, and he, he could have been, a, he could have been a champion for all the nerds out there. And instead he cowered, stopped doing it. And then we just got to see what he was as like an X's nose guy and realized, oh, this guy's really bad. Do you it's, remember it's the guy? As possible. Do you remember, do you know who Kevin Kelly is coach? Do you know who that is? Is that the guy that never punted? Correct. Okay. He was at a high school. Yeah. Um, the high school name, Pulaski Academy. Yeah. Okay. And this guy never punted. Did every every kick was an onside kick. Mm-hmm. One he went two hundred and sixteen twenty nine. Okay. Okay. And just like, all the time. Yeah. This got him a a coaching job in college. Right. Goes to Presbyterian. Yeah, which is FCS, right? Goes 0 and eight in conference. Oh. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, it's, really it's not a feather in the cap for those people who think you should always do this. No. You know who actually, though, has he been— He was 2-9, by the way. He was fired after the season. You know who's picked up the slack on the to be a champion of this cause? Yeah, this would be Dan Campbell. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I, I like— that's the, That is the flag bearer that that, yes. that community needs because Staley 
Staley's not going to win you over. Staley is kind of a nerdy looking guy, right? And he looks like he right? he gets made fun of for this, right? Like he looks like he deserves to be in a computer lab, but with the other math nerds, um, it's just kind of a looks thing. And he's not very like football-y, raw raw guy. Versus, okay, Dan Campbell is just as aggressive on a lot of this stuff as he used to be, but Dan Campbell is. Mean mugged, and he used to play football, and uh, He's, the let's boys do Oklahoma's love Oklahoma's guy, right? right I mean, like, like I think he did that when he took over the. Dolphins yeah. back in the day. Now looking at Campbell, like no, he's the guy you really want championing this cause, and hey, a lot of coaches are following suit. Okay, but couldn't that be partly because his defense stinks? For, for Campbell? Campbell, it could be. Like I got, I got to do whatever I can to score more points. Yeah, I guess he, he my defense is bad. That's right. He hasn't been tested yet with like. What what would he do if he had a great defense? That's fair. Because in two is this his second year or third year? Either way, he's never had second. A, he's never had a great defense. So second. if he ever builds one, then yeah, we'll have to get a second look at it. They 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 have allowed over their last five games the Lions. Okay, twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty six, and thirty eight. Yeah, I mean you have to you have to take chances. Then you can't yeah. leave t- room. For the other team. We'll not to get too far off topic here, but the Bills will uh, need him and them to win tomorrow night. Yes. Yes, they do. Big game. So, okay, good circle back because I wanted to talk about other games. Um, so I told you my opponent has the, the Raiders defense. I'm like, come on. I'm, I'm opening the round of the playoffs. I had this really good year, and i got to face the Raiders defense. But I have the Chiefs, and they're going against the Patriots. Yeah. They could put up 18 <laughs> to match them. That's true. Bailey Zappi throws a pick six. Could, could easily happen. But ton we, of did, sacks. we did see the Chiefs last week, and we do know that their offense isn't that good. And the Patriots' defense is good. Oh, it's it's very good. What is the line in that game? You have it open up? Uh, it's eight and a half. Uh, yeah, Kansas City I minus eight and a did half. not take the Patriots on three dog yesterday, okay? But I've, I think they can hang in in a low-scoring game with the, I was with the Chiefs. Say, I be, think they can at least do that. The problem is I don't know how they can score. I know. They'd have to get a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown, get a short field. I mean, what what has the world become where Chiefs at Patriots, who are the two dynasties of the last 25 years, are playing on Sunday and the over-under is 37? Joe, do you, know, you remember? That's the, this, that's the state of the two teams. And I, I, I would think you'd be smart to not take it in your three dog or were because if it's a lower scoring game, usually you open your and it's a big spread, you open yourself up to a lot of like backdoor cover nonsense. Uh-huh. I mean the final score could be seventeen to three. Right. Chiefs. And then you'd lose the under and right. you'd lose the, the spread if you bet on the Patriots. It's such an indictment on both these teams right now, and I, I shouldn't say it that way. On the Patriots. It's an indictment on the Patriots, not the Chiefs. The game was flexed out of Monday Night Football. Yeah. This game was originally supposed to be Monday Night Football this week. Chiefs at Patriots. They flexed it out, and instead it's Eagles-Seahawks. Which is much better. Yes. Far better. Yeah. That is, that is a, an indictment on the Patriots more than anything. And the Chiefs, obviously, they match Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the league wants to get them out of there. How right. bad do you have to be if you're the Patriots to get flexed out of a game where you're facing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift possibly being there? Answer as bad as they've been. <laughs> right. And it's been really bad. So bad that you don't know who to put on the graphic when they're coming up on a primetime game. That's right. That's right. They put on Bill Belichick. They put Belichick they? up. Yeah. I know. Hey, we'll take your phone calls today. 803-0550 if you'd like to chime in. We got to, until about 11 o'clock to take your calls because then we're going to have Sean McDermott. He'll give us an update on injuries for his weekly radio spot. We'll talk about the big game against the Dallas Cowboys 
on Sunday. That, of course, is right here on WGR. 4.25 p.m. is when the uh, kickoff is. We'll have all your pregame roundtables at 2 o'clock this weekend here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. In the meantime, there are three games tomorrow as well in the NFL. All of them, all of them have major implications on the Bills' playoff possibilities. Vikings at Bengals, Steelers at Colts, Broncos at Lions is the night game. I got a lot going on. I wish I could watch all these games. I can't. There's holiday parties happening, things like that. Mm-hmm. Sunday, weather's starting to turn a little bit. We'll yeah. take a look. We'll, we'll ask Pat Hammer what he's, what he's seeing. Looks like it could be a little windy, and it could be some rain. I don't love that. I don't love it for the Bills' offense, but I think I got to love it for the Cowboys' offense and their challenges, right? I mean, if you give me, normally, Joe, I want clear, mm-hmm. no wind. I want the Bills to be able to throw the ball, Josh Allen, right. to take advantage. This is the kind of game, though, where I say, you know what? I think you need to take this because the Cowboys, they already are only 3-3 three and three away from home. They're not that good away from home. And if you give them wind and rain, right. it's going to be tougher on them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like recent precedent with Prescott playing in the rain because we, in the wind, we have Allen doing it in Philadelphia. Right. And there really was no effect. Like they, they played great the right. whole time. Um, and that is more rain. Wind, generally, for the passing game is going to be more effective or yep. affected by it. So, but that could be a part of Sunday. Um, if that's the case, you know, if if you want, if you have to go a little bit more run heavy than you previously were planning to, I, I think the Bills could actually be the team that has the advantage there. Yeah, I mean, especially if the way they're running Allen as of late, or the commitment to running Allen as of late, he of course is a way more dangerous runner than Prescott. Um, and that the Prescott is bad at it; he's been mobile too this year. But looking at those ground games, the Cowboys with Tony Pollard. Ain't happening. It has not been working. It's kind of funny. They spent so much time with him as the backup and him as the better running back. They finally realized, okay, we should probably give the reins to Tony Pollard. And because 28-year-old running backs generally aren't as quick and as fast as they used to be, now they're at Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard's not as good as he used to be. So their ground game isn't that great. So, I don't know. Like Their, their offense is built through being one of the pass-happiest offenses in the league and spreading it around to four really good weapons and C.D. Lamb. So if that gets affected by the the weather, now you start thinking more about, again, running and short game and who's got the more dangerous running back. And I think the Bills might have at least a slight edge in a bunch of those categories. When you call, you can get connected with us, and we get connected with you, our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Cowboys are a, um, they're a national brand. Obviously, they're, they're called America's team yeah. because back in the 70s when they were great and winning Super Bowls and into the 80s, they had this national fan base. They were on TV all the time. Dallas, yep. The TV show Dallas. You know about the TV show Dallas, right? Yes. You know all about it. I've never seen it, but I've, I, I know Who it. Who Shot yes. JR, one of the greatest, like, okay. most watched episodes of any drama, nighttime, whatever. You know okay. what I mean? Like, a show like that. It's, there's a, uh, Who Shot JR. So JR Ewing, he was the main character. He gets shot, and then the whole country's waiting a week to find out the next episode, Who Shot JR. So the next episode comes out, and it's like most watched episode of anything in TV history at the time, other than maybe the last episode of MASH. Right. Okay. okay. So like that's a big deal. And I, I say that because Dallas was the thing. It's Dallas. It's the Cowboys. It's winning championships. It's this TV show, Dallas. The luster's been gone a little bit over the last you know, 20, 25 years. They, they have not had a lot of success. They have not gone to the Super Bowl since... They won it right in the late nineties, right. early uh, with the mid, Cowboys mid-90s. over the Ste- mid nineties. Cowboys yeah. over the the Steelers. Yeah, they haven't won a lot of playoff games either since then. They've had they've had a few along the way. 
but they had a really a tough streak there where they they, they won lost. a while. They, they went, went a while. They right? went a long time without one. But I will tell you, Joe, like there will be a lot of Cowboys fans in the stands on Sunday because it's just who they are. Right. Mike Mike said to me yesterday when I was joining with Shopin the Bulldog, he said, "Would you say Dallas is the second most kind of popular team in Western New York outside of Bills fans?" Mm-hmm. I said, "I think the Raiders would give them a run for their money. I think the Raiders might be more than the Bills here in Western New York outside of the Bills." Okay, what do you think? Any other team, even, you'd say? I might have answered Dallas if you pinned me down. I might have said Dallas. Um, Raiders isn't bad. I don't know if there is another team. Steelers are there, maybe. Now, that's yeah proximity in well, transplants. The reason I also think Dallas is you don't get a lot of transplants to Buffalo. Right. So what what's the majority of the second team going to be made up of? Fans that are from here... And just couldn't deal with the Bills during the drought, for instance, or when they were bad, and said, okay, I'm going to pick another team. And the biggest national fan base is the Cowboys. So that's why I would lean them. What would you say, where where are the Patriots on this? Because there's quite a few Mm. now here because of everything you just said. I think the Patriots are tougher, though, because you've got to really embrace being the guy who's hated (laughs) if you do that. You've got to really, you've got to be a jerk. To do that, or want, you want to gotta want to be the jerk, you know, be the lightning rod if you want if you're gonna pick the Patriots because you, you well you accept that if you live in Buffalo and pick New England, Dallas, you know you can you can fly under the radar a little bit. You might get a, a, a sideways look like what's this guy doing with a Cowboys hat on, but you know, I know Patriots have, fan Patriots hat you're gonna get yelled at. Yeah, if we, I know we <laughs> have a lot of Southern Ontario listeners, and I will tell you if you include Southern Ontario. It is. It is the teams that were great in the seventies. It is. There's a lot of Dolphins fans that come down here from Canada. Dolphins, Raiders, Cowboys. Those probably those three teams. I think because they were great in the seventies. Those teams. Right. Dolphins, Raiders, Cowboys, and Steelers too. Right. And Steelers, yes. And I I don't. don't, Yeah, I think Steelers too. But maybe we have a. I know Walter calls us from Toronto a lot. Maybe we have a Southern Ontario person who can call us and say outside of the Bills, like which team is the most popular. But it was a good question, and I I'm just telling people you're going to get a lot of Cowboys fans in the stands. On okay. uh, on Sunday, you're gonna, I've never you're get that. I've never been in the stands for a Bills Cowboys game, so I do not like. I know I've been like Pittsburgh games. Yep. They, Pittsburgh they, they travel a well. Lot. Yep. Um, Cincinnati had a good amount at the playoff game last year. There's not many more that come to mind. You know, the Sabers are going to be the team for that. Um, but Dallas, yeah. yeah, I don't think I've never been in the stadium for a Dallas game. I would have been too young in 07 just to go on my own. And you did, 15 was the last one, though. 15. 15, though. Do you I remember anything this, about that game? I said this with Jeremy. It is the, I think, in my like in my lifetime watching the team that I can remember, I think it's the only Bills game that I know for a fact I have never seen a second of. <laughs> what is that? You did, what were I you did, doing? I didn't. I don't remember. It was what right around this doing, time of year. It was December. I know the game didn't matter for either team. Right. And you know who the quarterback maybe was? Maybe it even got blacked out. Maybe was that the? I think that was the. Maybe that know. was maybe. the end of being maybe. black of blackouts. Maybe you know who the quarterback was for the Cowboys. Uh, he's about to be the charge coach. Uh, yes. Kel- Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Yes. Yeah, and then I just never went back and watched the highlights of that game. I don't think anything really that eventful happened. So I just, I I know for a fact. It, I'm I'm pretty sure I've never seen a second of that football game. All right, so we got a couple answers coming in here. Let's go to Sam in Southern Ontario to answer our question. Sam, what? What is the fan base outside of the Bills up in Southern Ontario? Well, I'd have to say that for the most part, uh, sadly, in recent years, it's been uh, the Patriots. Wow. Uh, wow. That's, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's, 
it's a little unsettling. But uh, and I would say a close second to that would be the Steelers. Okay. Uh, probably a little bit of uh, era <laughs> and some older fans going back to uh, obviously the, the the generation before, but. Rest assured, gentlemen, uh, the Bills is still number one in the hearts of uh, Southern Ontario fans. All right, you got Good. it, man. I appreciate that. Let's uh, see what Tom has to say. He's in Fort Erie. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, guys. Um, I mean, I'm literally right across the, the border from you. I could almost hit you with a golf ball. We have way more. <laughs> that it would be an amazing drive from there to Amherst, I will tell you that. <laughs> For sure. Long drive we comes to contest. We have way more in common with you guys than we do Torontonians. And the closer you get to the city, that's when you get more diverse fan bases. And, you know, the, yeah. the Toronto people are very, very different than, like I say, the okay. small little Fort Erie, Niagara region people. We, we are way more Buffalonian than we are Torontonian. So. When, when you go towards Toronto, Tom, like what do you see more jerseys and, you know, flags of or whatever? You know what? New England Patriots was huge for a while, but since they've been pretty crappy the last couple of years, it's dying off. Yeah. It's a lot of Miami. Yep. There's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of Steelers. There's a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. like you say, the big brand teams, if you will. Like you, you don't get a lot of the weird niche Seattle Seahawks, or you know, you don't get a lot of that. You get more of the the Cowboys. The, you know, it's the, the it's the teams that were really good in the '70s that have the national brand because that's when football started kind of being shown there. Spot on, man. Spot yeah. on. That this would you. make sense too because if you think back to the Bills Toronto series, yeah, they'd show shots of the crowd and there were like 19 different jerseys. Same thing in London now, right? Yeah. You see, London Very game, similar. it's just all different fan bases. I might basically. want to argue, though, that the London game this year had more Bills fans than any Toronto game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And unfortunately, it counted as a Bills home game. That's a different story that we've definitely talked about. We've got a lot more to talk about. All right, let's run through what the implications are of these games coming up. And then, of course, turn our attention to the Bills and the Cowboys on Sunday. We'll do all of that when we come back here on WGR. It's a Buffalo Football Friday. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Give us a call if you'd like. 803-0550. In the meantime, we'll be... Back in a snap. It's brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Like, I'm gonna be honest, it's frustrating. Like, being out there, I gotta do a lot of things to get open, and then a lot of things gotta go right for me to get the ball. So, for me, when it doesn't happen, of course I'm gonna be frustrated. Y'all know how much of a competitor I am, and I like to play at a high level, and I always want it to happen. And even if it doesn't, when it doesn't materialize, I definitely get a little discouraged at a moment. But then I gotta shake back, because I always look at it like, my team still needs me. I'm more than just a, an individual trying to play. I try to encourage guys, I try to motivate guys, and I can't be in a low spirit or a low energy at any time in the game. Okay, that is Stefan Diggs yesterday at One Bills Drive. Joe, I think he was amazing yesterday talking about this. If you haven't heard Stefan Diggs, I think we have the entire entirety on our website, right, Josh? WGR550.com. Check it out, on-demand audio. The reason I bring that up, that's one clip there. You can listen to that mm. and hear, oh, yeah, he's frustrated not getting the ball. Yes, of course, right? He's a wide receiver. He's a competitor. He wants the ball. Joe, I listened to Stefan Diggs yesterday, and I will tell you, and you got to go back and listen to the whole thing. That was just the end part of that. Yep. There was earlier. If Anybody has, we had a guy call last week. You weren't here. It was on Monday. He said, Steph, Josh Allen has to play two games. He has to play the game to beating the team. And he has to play the other game and making sure Diggs gets the ball. Right. Or else he's going to get mad. I said, what evidence do you have of this? Yeah. I'm telling everybody to go listen to Stefan Diggs yesterday. He was great. I think he's super honest. He is saying, essentially, of course I want the ball. I'm a competitor. I get discouraged if I don't get the ball. He also said, but teams are taking me away. It's yeah. hard. I got to do a lot of work just to get the ball. And then even if I'm open, other things got to go right for me to get the ball. So in the yeah. meantime, I can't let that discourage me. Of course I want it, but my job is to be a great teammate. And that's what I do. It was awesome yesterday. I think anybody who thinks those other things about Stefan Diggs needs to listen to that yesterday. And hopefully you'll understand where he's coming from and the fact that that is not true. Yeah, I listened to him. He was in, he was good on that. And also, right, he did. he made even a couple times the point of, if I'm not getting the ball as much, but yes. we're winning because it's opening things up for other guys, like he he says that a lot, and he rep- repeated that again yesterday. He also said because he is getting the ball a lot, so he had a good answer on that. Like he has 22 targets in the last two games. He said it's more about the quality of the targets than yes. the volume of them, because right, the volume of the targets is coming. So he knows, hey, I'm getting the ball plenty but it's about getting more quality targets to me in the game. Like he he sounded like someone where if he goes down from 11 targets last week to 6 against the Cowboys, but four of he catches four of them for like 80 yards and they're just more efficient and they're more open, then he he's fine with that. It's not just counting targets. That's right. I I would encourage anyone to go listen to Stefan Diggs from yesterday. I thought he was really upbeat and, you know, energetic like he always is. And I thought he was really good about being honest about, you know, the the, the targets, the lack of targets, how he feels when he's not getting them. Yeah. It was really good. And, Except and, and he did sound disappointed or de- depressed even about not getting to play against his brother. Uh, for sure. He did say his brother's coming in today, he thinks. Okay. Which would mean that he's not traveling. My, my guess is Dallas is coming tomorrow. It's not from the West Coast, and I don't think they would do that. Yeah. I mean, they could, but I, he said his brother, he thinks, is coming in today. They'll spend some time together, and obviously then his brother would be with his team, the Cowboys, on Sunday. And he might not get another opportunity to Mm-mm. play against them, right? We're talking four years? It could be two years. Oh, be, because depending of on the, the 17-game? Th- correct. Or 18-game? That's, that's right. That's why the Bills but that's played the, the Bucks this year. But that's not a high probability. No, they'd have to finish in the same spot next year. Yeah. If the Bills and Cowboys finish in the same spot in their division in 2024, yeah. they will play in 2025. Right. But then is Stefan Diggs on the team still at 32? Right. Even though his contract, we say it's very tough to 
get out of it. Or at 34, even two years after that. So No, I agree with you. It's going to be tough. But he made a lot of good points about, like, what's happening out there, like, how teams are defending him. Yes. And I I made this point yesterday and a little bit this morning that I do wonder if the other weapons the Bills have are going to allow – are going to basically force defenses to get off of Diggs so much. Like, Mm -hmm. defenses are planning on, we're just going to take Diggs away, make the other guys beat us, and we think we'll win that way. And – the Chief game was this way in the first half, but the previous two games were certainly this. The Bills said, okay, fine. We're going to throw it to Dalton Kincaid and James Cook and Khalil Shakir, and they beat him doing that. So can they force defenses out of that? Say, hey, you could take Diggs away all day. He's not going to make a scene about it, and we're just going to throw the ball to James Cook on a wheel route, and you're going you're gonna to have to change. We're basically going to make you not cover Diggs, not focus on him as much, one on one, man him up more often than you than you otherwise could, because we're going to prove that if we throw it to the other guys, we're still going to score points. And what could help that situation, you know, throwing the ball to other guys or even Stephon Diggs, is if the Cowboys don't have Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker has not practiced for two straight days. He's dealing with an injury. Maybe he's going to be able to play. Joe Malik Hooker is on the field for close to ninety eighty six percent of their snaps. He is a major player. He's he's their number one safety when it comes to playing time. Mm. And they play a lot of dime. They play three safeties. Yeah. They play over half their snaps are in three safety looks, which then goes back to light box, James Cook. To me, that's what you do. If the Cowboys are going to play dime, I'm running the heck out of James Cook into a lighter box all day. They also play a lot of man coverage. Chris Brown was on with us this morning, and he referenced – that the Cowboys play the highest rate of man coverage in the NFL. Yep. It's like 47% or something. And on run plays, the quarterback run plays maybe most notably are this. But on run plays, if you've sold the defense on, you know, if Diggs is running a clear out route, but it's a run play, then the defenders now have their backs turned to the the, the play behind them. And again, this is more a point about Allen running versus Cook. But you can get some big run plays if you're if the defense is playing man all the time, and they do blitz quite a bit over thirty one percent of the time. I just think I think I wonder how different Dallas will be because a lot of what their bread and butter is defensively doesn't play well against the Bills. The man coverage part of it, the their their inability to play against motion. I actually think the man part of this might be good because or might be the same point. When If the defense is in man coverage and you run a guy in motion, the defender now has to follow him across the field, which could have them unbalanced one side versus the other. It might cause last-second communication, right? If the Bills run the, the, the touchdown last week they ran to James Cook. Let's say they run the same play against, against the Cowboys. What they did on that play was Trent Sherfield, right before the snap, sprinted to the other side of the field. Okay, well, if the Cowboys are in man, because they do that all the time, that is last-second communication. That corner is screaming at the other side, hey, somebody pick him up. Or he's got to sprint with Sherfield to the other side, and now they have, what, one defender on that side of the field? So, and the Bills, under Joe Brady, have run the most motion that they've run in years. And did you see Orlovsky's breakdown of what the Bills need to do yes, this week? Yes, yes, because he po- he's the one who pointed out that the Cowboys are... Oh, what was it? I think they're fourth, the fourth-ranked defense against no motion mm-hmm. and 20th against motion. Wild. And maybe that goes to the, the just the simple fact they play so much man, and that can get you in trouble if you start moving guys around right, right before the snap. No doubt about it. We'll see how the Bills attack the Cowboys on Sunday, 425 p.m. here 
on WGR. Let's get to Clover, who's out there in Texas. Hi, Clover. Hey, Sound Joe. Thanks for taking my call. How's you got it going? It. I'm good, good. Morning, Merry Christmas good. to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Okay, look, so this, I'm doing me a little spy here. So I live about 10 minutes down the street from the practice facility here in Frisco. So today it's interesting. It's 50 degrees and it's raining. So I'm curious to see, like, later on the news if the, if the Cowboys are actually going to practice outside and, and, and uh, kind of try to deal with the elements. Because this is probably about as close as it's going to get. I mean, there's no wind, though. So there's no wind here. But last night I saw on the news uh, the tight end Ferguson, he was dipping his hands in this ice bucket of water and then handling the ball. Saw that. And I, I was like, what, what is that? I don't understand how that was simulating anything. <laughs> so that, yeah. was, that was weird. But um, I, just, I just thought it was interesting. The weather is probably as close as it's going to get to Buffalo today in particular. Well, listen, yeah. we, 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 we got something for you here. Ready? Here we go. This is, you, this is for you today, okay? We just, we just, there we go. This is James Bond, 007. You're the spy for the Buffalo Bills out there in Texas. This is James Bond. I don't even know what, which movie this is from. Josh found it real quick. Did you say you're doing a little spy, a little covert work out there? Hmm. Clover in Dallas, Texas, telling us all about what the Cowboys are doing to prepare for the Buffalo Bills. Hey, if you see Malik Hooker at practice, let us know, too, okay? We need to know that. Oh, I love it. I love it. But, yeah, also on the news, um, it's just interesting how they cover, like, they they breaking down the matchup. And, like, they keep saying, well, Josh Allen's a big guy with a big arm, yeah. but he likes to throw interceptions. You know, I mean, I, to me, like, they don't do as good a job as you guys. You guys get deep. <laughs> Hey, they have some great people there. I will tell you, um, listen, back in the 90s, I used to live in Florida, and the Texas Rangers would have spring training down where I lived, near where I lived. And I got to get to know a lot of the um, sports writers and personalities. And Randy Galloway is one of the greatest all-time sports radio hosts. He's in Dallas, and I... Yeah. I, I, I got to know Randy and T.R. Sullivan of the Rangers. Anyway, you have a great media group down there. Jonah Javad used to be here in Buffalo. He's down there. You got a great media group down there. Yeah, I miss Randy Galloway. Yeah. He, he retired. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they just, I think they just, you know, okay, they look at Josh's numbers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he throws a lot of interceptions. And that, that translates into Bland, their cornerback. Oh, he's going to get a pick six. So <laughs> I love that, it. That's kind of what their thinking is. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Clover, thank you for the phone call. We got to run. I appreciate you in your in your covert operations. They're doing some recon on the Dallas Cowboys. I saw it again this morning, Joe. Another thing on the ESPN show, whatever it was. Greeny's on there. Mm-hmm. They said, "Is Josh Allen unfairly criticized?" This has just been a thing this year, pretty much. Him and Dak, by the way. Yeah, Dak was maybe was more last year. Um, it's is it just turnovers? Dak led the league in yes, picks last year, and he is. got blasted. This year, Allen picks. Is that all it is? They were just counting interceptions? And I think that's, so. that's the extent of the analysis? Because By the way, the thing they have in common, if you look at uh, Pro Football Focus as their like, turnover-worthy throws, which can kind of tell you like how lucky or unlucky you are with the picks, mm-hmm. last year, Prescott, like Allen this year, are like middle of the pack in that. They're just getting mm-hmm. unlucky. And... Allen, actually, that's usually the other way. Usually Allen is higher in turnover-worthy plays compared to the league. This is like his best season on that front. But because the defenders are catching all of them, it makes it look like all interceptions are his fatal flaw. I'm not saying that he's, you know, that he's perfect in in the turnover. He does throw too many interceptions, but you know what? But I don't. We think... don't care here when he throws all right. of the touchdowns he throws. More than makes up for it. Yes. And by the way, real quick on Clover's call about Jake Ferguson, I okay. did see that he was dipping his hands in ice water. 
and then try and like practicing what it's like when your hands are cold and wet to handle the football. But listen, we'll have Pat Hammer on. It's gonna be like fifty degrees on, on Sunday. Yeah, the it'll cold be cold part, for them. It'll be yeah, it'll be chilly. But still not that bad. But it's not ten degrees out. It's not Isn't gonna it be like what it is now. Storm. Like it, right, but it might be a little rainy. Might right. be. We'll get hammer on. Tell us, but it's not bad. Like today out there, I'm like, this is beautiful. See the other thing they did with did practice. I did not. The um, what do you call that one? It's like the series of pads that you run through. Like you catch the, the football. The, yeah, kind of the gauntlet. They have like that the, the running backs do. Yeah, it's called the gauntlet. Pads there. Yeah. So they on those pads that they run through. Yeah, they put pictures of Bills players' faces <laughs> that they run through. Well, they they probably do that every week against everybody. It reminds me of probably the um, the Broncos painted the Bills logo on their practice field before they came here to get used to. No, they that. didn't. Oh, yes, they did. Come on. Yeah. Listen, okay, wait a minute. I did not know that happened. Yeah. We, we've gone too far. We've gone too <laughs> far with the simu- – we need. We don't need to simulate every little thing. We don't need to paint the Bills logo they on the field. That. They did that. That's crazy. Hey, it worked for him, I guess, because the Bills had 12 men on the field. We will take a timeout here. I told you we're going to get to the other games. We'll do that really quickly. Three really important games for the Bills tomorrow being played in the NFL. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Jody Biasi, The Extra Point Show on a Friday in WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on the Extra Point Show, WGR. Keep this music rolling because we got a few games tomorrow. Let's start with the easy ones. Bills fans need to root for the Vikings at 1 o'clock to beat the Bengals. That would be great. Give the Bengals a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. Going to be tough, though. Nick Mullins at quarterback, Jake Browning. But I do think the Vikings can win this game for sure. I do, too. Nick Mullins has actually been a pretty good backup when he was with the Niners. That's Kyle Shanahan. We don't have a lot of tape on him without Kyle Shanahan. So I, he could be a good backup like he's been, or he could look like he doesn't belong in the NFL. So hopefully the former. If the former happens, I do think they can win the game. At night, it's the Broncos at the Lions. Now I will pose it two ways here. Of course you want the Lions to win, right? I mean, you'd love to have yeah. the Broncos go 7-7. Seven and seven, They have the tiebreaker on the Bills. If the Broncos do win, though, and they go 8-6, and six, they're right there with the Chiefs. And yeah. if the Broncos somehow win the division, you pass the Chiefs because the Chiefs have to lose for this. I know. The problem is both teams have like the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. That's right. So, I th- this is why I've been so big on that game. I think if the Broncos win it, I think they're in. I mean, unless they mess up. And hey, the Raiders scored sixty three, so maybe I shouldn't treat them like a pushover anymore. But the Broncos, after playing the Lions, go New England, the Chargers, and then the Raiders. I'm gonna feel like if they beat the Lions, they're in. I like the Lions here because they've been a yo-yo and they generally bounce back after losses with wins and then they go back the other way. And they did lose last week to not a very good Bears team. So I think that they're going to respond. I like this spot for the Lions, but man, they've 
disappointed. They lost on Thanksgiving at home to the Packers. They go then on the road and beat the Saints, and then they come go on the road and beat the uh, and lose to the Bears. So yeah, I, I like the Lions here, but I could certainly see the Broncos winning, and Bills fans should want the Lions. Okay, and then the one that is kind of up in the air: who should Bills fans root for? Steelers at Colts. This is the four thirty game tomorrow. I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think Bills fans should want the Steelers to win mm-hmm. because the Colts have a pretty easy schedule comparatively. Now it's not super easy. They have the Falcons, they have the Raiders, they have the Texans. Anything can happen in those games. Right. But the Steelers, to me, are going to lose anyway at some place along the way. They still have the Bengals, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. Right. So you might as well give the Colts a loss here because you're going to get your own later is the way I look at it. Completely agree. Completely agree with that sentiment. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick phone call here. Carl in Connecticut. Go ahead, Carl. You're on WGR. Hey, guys. Nice to hear your voice again. Um, I'm working out, so if you can't hear me, I apologize. We got you. We got you. Keep working out. Go ahead, buddy. All right, cool. Uh, Yeah, just uh, a quick question. uh, Three questions. Um, Is uh, Russo activated to play? Like, who are the who are the edge rushers that we have? Is it going to be who? Shaq Lawson, Russo. Well, if 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 AJ Epinesa doesn't play, my guess would be you'd have all those guys still active, and then Kingsley Jonathan would be active where he was inactive last week. Yeah, that's what I was hearing about, and I've heard some good things about him. Um, He's played pretty well. Next question, next question is um, just a retake on the uh, KC, and this could be like an educational moment for me anyway. Um, that one play where just before half, the official spotted the ball for the first, and then they decided to review it, and we were kind of, not penalized is the wrong word, but they, then they took 10 seconds off the clock, which was kind of a drag because that would have been huge, and I mean, they decided to review it. We didn't. That's my one. The second question. The third one is um, when Kelsey made that catch. When they reviewed it, there was an angle. There was that disputed catch he made. It didn't look like he made a football move. He was going down to the ground, and his knee didn't touch. And there was like again, there was an angle where you could see the ball coming loose. So how is that a catch? And again, this is all a matter of opinion. So if you guys could help me with that. That'd be great. And if I could just stay on and listen, yep. like I said, I'm on delay last time. So I just want to hear your response. No problem. Do you want to tackle these, Joe? You want me to take anything here? I'll start. The Kelsey one, if you want to take it, that's fine. I didn't really have a strong okay. opinion on that either Well, the way. Kelsey one's a subject. It's a, it's a, um, it was so close. It's a subjective like, call. Right. Could go either way. So the answer to that one, Carl, that's just what the officials saw. Yeah. I think you could make an argument. That's the same as Latavius Murray. That one the is, Bills got one go their way with Latavius Murray. They didn't get have one go their way with Kelsey. That's fair. I would say, though, to that, for me, the Kelsey one was right on the line yeah. where I would have just gone with the call on the field. I thought the Murray one was obvious. I thought the Mur- Murray dropped it. Like, I'd never had it. Um, but either way, the... What was the time period? The time, the time issue. They added six seconds. Didn't okay, they? here's what happened. I could tell everybody I because it was confused, a very confusing. Yeah. All right, so unfortunately, on TV, they didn't have the explanation like we got in the stadium. Yeah, we have a rules analyst in the booth for like a right. million things, and the one thing we could have used them for, they didn't go to him. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Yeah. So what happened was there is a there is a rule that says there's got to be a 10 second runoff. Um, in fact, let me get, let me get, hold on, I'm going to read it to you from the actual rule because I actually had to go look at it, uh, after review, hold on, here we go. So I'll explain. Okay. If the reversed ruling has a running clock, it's got to be reversed ruling there. There was there a reversed ruling. Yes. There is a 10 second runoff applied. So what happens is because they, they had to stop the clock and they had to reverse it. There's got to be a 10 second runoff. It's basically to say, Hey, we do that because. 
it takes time for you to get set and snap the ball. We're stopping the clock for you. So we're going to take the 10 seconds off because we think that's the amount of time it would have taken you to get up there. And I think it's too many. I think 10 seconds is too many, but that is the rule. The rule is if the rule, if the officials stop the game to review something inside two minutes and there is a reversal of that rule with a running clock, they take 10 seconds off the clock because the, the thought is it would take 10 seconds for the offense to get up there and snap the ball anyway, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, what happened no. in this case was they... The clock, they went back and said, you know what? Six seconds went off when we should have stopped it six seconds ago. We're going to put yeah. 10 seconds back, but not until we add six before that. Then we're going to take the 10 seconds off. That's why there was a clock discrepancy. I see. They, they, they so went they back. So they really took four seconds off Correct. The clock. <laughs> Correct. Four okay. or five, whatever it was. Yeah. They went back and they basically added time to make up for when they should have stopped it and didn't. Then they took the 10 seconds from there. Gotcha. Okay. That was basically explained in the stadium, and no one explained it on TV. Right, which is why it's still confusing. Correct. Okay. So I hope that, makes, that makes sense. sense. To, your, yeah. to, to your question, Carl, on what happened, the reason why they took 10 seconds, the rule is, if there is a review that is from the officials within the last two minutes, and there's a reversal on that review, they take 10 seconds off the clock, or the team can take a timeout if they choose, because the thought is it would take 10 seconds for them to get back on the ball and snap it. Does that make sense? Yes, I appreciate that. That was it. Doesn't I agree with you? It shouldn't be ten. Correct. I get. I get that. And I, I'll be coming. I live in Connecticut. If you haven't figured that one out yet, <laughs> uh, but I'll be driving up for the game. I'm from Buffalo, from the West Side, nice. and uh, love it. I can't wait. And I'm 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 prepared for the rain, guys. So. You got it, man. And uh, hey, if I'm ever up there, um, I'd love to meet one of you guys at Bar Bills or something because you guys are awesome. So well, call us again when you're coming up next time, okay, buddy. I, I will. appreciate right. you guys. Stay All right, well. you too, Have you too. Holiday. Yeah, you too, you too. Be safe traveling up here. We'll take a timeout. Sean McDermott on the other side for his weekly radio interview and give us an injury update on the Bills taking on the Cowboys on Sunday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.